I just want to turn to God's Word this morning in Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6 this morning as we just are challenged from one of the Old Testament stories that we can apply to our lives today. And we're going to uh, just work through this real quick this morning. But I just want to challenge the graduates. You know, we are working on this sermon series, The Call. And today the title of this message is The Call to Influence. If you would stand with me this morning, I want to read one Scripture that stands out to us. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. When Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went to his house. The windows in its upper room opened toward Jerusalem, and three times a day he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you give us the freedom in you, the privilege, the honor to worship and glorify you in every area of our lives. Thank you, God, for these graduates, college and high school. Lord, we just can't wait to see what you're going to continue to do through their lives. Lord, help us to be challenged today to have influence for you in our areas, wherever you've placed us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. In Daniel chapter 6, 1 through 23, we can find the very, very, very familiar story of Daniel and the lion's den. If you would read that with me, beginning verse 1, it says, Darius decided to appoint 120 satraps over the kingdom, stationed throughout the realm, and over them three administrators, including Daniel. These satraps would be accountable to them so that the king would not be defrauded. Daniel distinguished himself above the administrators and satraps because he had an extraordinary spirit. So the king planned to set him over the whole realm. The administrators and satraps therefore kept trying to find a charge against Daniel regarding the kingdom. But they could find no charge or corruption. For he was trustworthy, and no negligence or corruption was found in him. Then these men said, We will never find any charge against this Daniel unless we find something against him concerning the law of his God. The first thing this morning I want to challenge the graduates with, but also every one of us, is to be consistently faithful. You know, when you think about consistency for a second, uh, Miss. Mary, I know, is a kindergarten teacher, and those kindergartners, you just grow to love them, don't you? They just become one of, your, one of your children. You find out about their life. And so kindergarten teachers and all educators begin to find out about their students. Well, there were, it was the end of the school year, and the children were bringing gifts in to the teacher, and knowing what the children's parents did for a living, the professions that they had, and and the businesses that they owned, when the little girl named Sally walked up with her gift, she knew, the teacher knew, that her mother owned a florist. And so Sally hands that to the teacher, and the teacher shakes the box, and she smells of it, and she goes, Sally, did you get me flowers? 
Sally smiled real big and said yes. And so then the next little boy, Bobby, he came up and he had a box and he handed it to his teacher and she was real consistent in knowing all about her students. She handed, he handed her the box and she knew that Bobby's family owned a candy store and so he shook it and it rattled a little bit. And she said, Bobby, is this candy? And he smiled and said, yes, it's candy. Finally, little Janie came up and she had a box and um, she handed it to the teacher and she noticed that it was kind of a little damp and wet and dripping a little bit. And so she knew that her family had a winery down the street. And so she goes, Janie, is this wine? Janie smiled. and She's so excited about the gift she's going to give. So the teacher said, started to drip. So she touched a little bit of it and tasted. She goes, Janie, is this champagne? She goes, no ma'am, it's a puppy. And so the teacher was very consistent in knowing about her students and what their families did. For us today, we have got to understand to be consistently faithful. Those that are graduating have to understand that it's important for us to be consistently faithful. If we go back here to the book of Daniel, and we look at these first few verses here, we find the evidence of a man who had been faithful for many years. People knew that. People recognized that. The Scriptures described him as having an extraordinary spirit. Things to describe him might have been longevity. You know, we see the pictures of this in children's stories where you have the artist drawing this picture of this Bible story as a young man, Daniel. By this point in his life, in the narrative of this story, he was approximately 82 years old. But that began, if you go back to chapter 1, where he took a stand with his friends. He took a stand with his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and says, we won't eat the king's food or drink the king's wine. Something that he had done when he was about 15. So you see this consistently faithful is something that stretches over a lifetime for all of us. And that's what we find here in the witness and testimony of Daniel. He was he had longevity. He had character. He had an extraordinary spirit. I like how it said that he was trustworthy. There was no negligence or corruption in him. I see in these three behind us, in the classes that are coming after them, those that have went on before them, that have stood here and been honored on Graduate Recognition Sunday, I see evidence of that. But we have to continue to be faithful in our testimony. Being Continuing to be faithful in what God's called us to do. Being consistent in our daily walk with Jesus Christ. And people are going to recognize that. We're going to honor God in that. We're going to be called upon to answer and help and serve when those opportunities arise. Daniel was called here. He was put in a great position. Why? Not necessarily because he had a bunch of degrees, not necessarily because he had a bunch of money, not necessarily because he had a bunch of stuff. It was because of his character. He was consistent in his witness and his testimony. He had a great reputation. And here's the thing that began to happen as Daniel walked in faithfulness. Students, as you go to college, 
as you continue on in high school, as you maybe are journeying to middle school, for those of us that are going to go to work tomorrow in a job, when we begin and consistently and continue to walk in faith and faithfulness to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that's not going to be popular. So being consistent is not always popular. Being consistent in our testimony is not going to always be popular. And I pick at Annie about... Um, we, we, we laugh about this. and I, I pick at her about it. When everybody else might be thinking about something that needs to be said, Annie just comes on out and says it, don't she, Mary? She's consistent, but she's faithful in her testimony. How about us? Are we going to be consistent even when it's unpopular? Even when it's not what the crowd is doing? See, the crowd did not like the fact that Darius had chosen Daniel and God had shown him faith. If you continue reading in verse 6, it says, The administrators and satraps went together to the king and said to him, May King Darius live forever. All the administrators of the kingdom, the prefects, the satraps, advisors, and governors have agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an edict that for 30 days anyone who petitions any god or man except you the king will be thrown into the lion's den. Therefore, your majesty, establish the edict. And sign the document so that as a law of the Medes and Persians, it is irrevocable and cannot be changed. So King Darius signed the document. When Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went into his house. The windows in its upper room opened towards Jerusalem, and three times a day he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel petitioning and imploring his God. So they approached the king and asked about his edict. Didn't you sign an edict that for 30 days any man who petitions any god or man except you, the king, will be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, As the law of the Medes and Persians, the order stands and is irrevocable. Then they replied to the king, Daniel, one of the Judean exiles has ignored you. The king and the edict you signed, for he prays three times a day. As soon as the king heard this, he was very displeased. He set his mind on rescuing Daniel and made every effort until sundown to deliver him. Second thing this morning, in order for us to impact our world for the Lord, wherever God's placed us, we're going to have to have and be consistent in the spiritual disciplines. Consistently in and exercising and practicing the spiritual discipline. If you go all the way back to chapter 1 and you begin to look at how this whole narrative, this whole story of Daniel unfolds, it was something that Daniel didn't just decide one day and get up and say, I'm going to pray three times a day at 82 years old. This was something that had been a part of his life since he was a child. It was something that he had done his whole life. And he was consistent in the spiritual disciplines. Consistent in knowing what God's Word and the law had to say concerning pagan things and idols. He was unwilling to and against turning his back on God. Why? Because he was involved in the spiritual disciplines. He was involved in prayer. He was involved in Bible reading or in the law. He knew what the law was. He was involved in meditating. 
you look at the chapter previous to this, he was the only one that could interpret the handwriting on the wall. He witnessed to pagan kings and told them that the one true God is the only God. He influenced his friends to stand with him. The spiritual disciplines. Daniel was a man of prayer. He knew the law. He witnessed to kings and he was spirit-filled. How about you? Are you consistent in the spiritual disciplines? We give a, a journal to these students not so that it can be a nice, pretty, decorative Bible or book for a nightstand or a bookshelf or to make their dorm room look complete. No. We encourage these students to take the spiritual disciplines. When they put that textbook in their backpack, when they put that calculator in their backpack, when they have the pencils and the notebooks, that they're carrying with them the same discipline when it comes to the spiritual disciplines. We all can do that. Are you consistent in the spiritual disciplines? I can remember being where these students were today, 17 years ago, and wondering, God, what do you want to do with my life? I knew what He was trying to speak to me and show me and tell me, but I'm, God, what do you want me to do with my life? And to confess, even being a PK, I was not consistent whatsoever in the spiritual discipline. Getting ready to graduate, I was going to go to college, had a scholarship, but that was just so I could continue in athletics. Didn't know what God was trying to show me and tell me to do. But I can remember talking to my dad. Dad, what do you think? What, what do you think God's trying to tell me? What do you think God wants me to do in my life? What's my purpose? What, what, what is the next step for me? And here's what he said. This is, write this down, because I'm telling you, this right here, you, you're going to want to know this. This is like something you've never heard before. Are you ready? He said, have you prayed about it? He said, have you searched God's Word to try to find what He's trying to tell you? Have you gotten busy, as Pastor Robbie said, serving and using the talents and abilities that you have? All this time I was thinking, well, I guess it's just going to drop out of the cloud. Three simple things that are just a summary of the spiritual disciplines. I promise you, if you're trying to find out what God's wanting you to do, whether you're 82 or you're 12, the whole spance of time here that Daniel had been through all of these things, he was consistent in the spiritual disciplines and he knew that when God wanted to use him and he began to have that opportunity to stand for the Lord, he didn't do it just because it was a good idea. He do it, did it because it was part of who he was every single day. I love that verse in verse 10 where it says, at the very end of it, just as He had done before. How about you? Daniel praying towards Jerusalem was symbolic, not out of rebellion, but out of obedience to God. This whole situation of the Jews being in exile, this whole situation of pagan kings and leaders in the time that he was living, yeah, that was serious. But he worshiped, he followed, and he was obedient to the one true God and his command. 
See, Daniel's reputation of being faithful and exercising the spiritual disciplines was so great that, catch this, even his enemies knew before even challenging him in his beliefs, they knew he would obey God rather than bow to the king. What about you? Is that what kind of reputation you have? Are you faithful and consistent in your walk and your testimony? Are you in the spiritual disciplines that they saw him on his knees, unashamed with his windows open on top of the roof? He prayed three times a day. No matter what was signed, no matter what the law said, he worshiped God. And those that were against him knew that that was not going to change. So are you consistent in the spiritual discipline? Finally, today, 15, verse 15. Then these men went to the king and said to him, You, as king, know it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no edict or ordinance the king established can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet rings of his nobles so that nothing in regard to Daniel could be changed. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he reached the den, he cried out in anguish to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, the king said, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Can you imagine that pause? Then Daniel spoke with the king. May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. They haven't hurt me, for I was found innocent before him. Also, I have not committed a crime against you, my king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the den. And catch this last phrase here. So Daniel was taken out of the den, uninjured, for he trusted in his God. Final thing today. We're going to have to be consistent. Consistently. Not compromising our faith. We can't decide, okay, well, I've heard this professor or I've heard this commentator on Fox News or I've heard this person say, this is what you should believe. God's Word tells us what we and shows us and gives us the truth. That's what we should believe. No compromise. No matter what the world says. There should be no compromise in belief, in the truth. Even in the face of hardships, even in the face of trials, even in the face of persecution. Daniel, there was no compromise in his faith. There was no compromise in his belief. He was consistent in that. He was courageous in that. And Daniel understood that the angel of the Lord, and I like to believe it's the pre-incarnate, Messiah, Jesus, just like in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's story of the fiery furnace, that the angel of the Lord came down there who holds the whole world in His hand, that created the world, that spoke it into existence, that made those lions, was there, shutting their mouth. And when we 
stand for God, life or death, the end result is going to be greater than anything else here on this earth. See, he could have compromised. He could have put all of his consistency aside and been unfaithful and said, you know what, Darius? Here, I'll bow to you today. But he didn't. How about you? How about you today? Daniel was spirit-empowered. He accepted and embraced the sovereignty of God in his life. And Daniel's faith, not all of his... I don't want to sound legalistic here that if you do these things, then this is going to happen. But God showed Daniel favor because of his faith in him. If we live or die, when we take a stand for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He's going to show us favor in eternity. He's promised us that. You know, we say all of these things to encourage the believer this morning. To be consistent in our faith. To be consistent in the spiritual disciplines. To be consistent in not compromising our beliefs. But if you go back and notice how when they put Him in the lion's den, they put that stone in front of it. They sealed it tight and they said, that's it. All hope is lost for Daniel. That we know that in God there is things are all possible. And so today you say, well, I want to be consistent in these things. I want to be uh, one that is faithful. I want to be one that people can count on when times are tough. Listen to this. None of that can begin without a relationship with Jesus Christ. I just think that's a symbolic connection of the Gospel from the old to the new, Pastor Robbie, where we think because of our sin, all hope is lost. We're dead in our trespasses. And they put Jesus in that tomb. It was sealed shut and soldiers were placed in front of it. But guess what? He came out alive. He can be alive and well in your heart and life if you accept Him today and begin to walk consistently with Him. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we can influence our world. Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me this morning?